this is Kenya and welcome to my magical cottage core life. Today, we're going to head to the other side of my taste buds, stomping grounds, and we're going to cover a beloved fish. I grew up eating this fish. My husband loves this fish. You might like this fish. And if you're German, you probably have eaten what I'm about to talk about today. It's a little bit more niche, you know, because it's not something that everyone talks about in popular culture on television uh, dinners or anything. It's not something you'll hear them talking about on a sitcom in United States television very often, but it is a fish that I know that many people enjoy. So I think that it's a skill worthy of picking up especially if you are hearkening to older times and more traditional ways to prepare food, which is part of the cottage core. By the way, there is a mermaid core too, and we're going to maybe do something about that. I don't know. But yeah, definitely this is one of those really cool recipes, ways of preparing food that I'm excited about. So open up your big book of stuff and turn to this section on unusual preparations for seafood, because today we're going to talk about herring and a specific way to prepare it. Now some of you look at the title of the episode so you know what this is already going to be. But there is an actual <laughs> dedicated group of you that likes to listen to the episode without reading the title of the episode. And I salute you I didn't know that was a thing. I'm kind of tickled to find out that it is a thing. So that's kind of cool. But what we're talking about today is brat herring. So it's fried herring. But it's not just fried herring. It's fried herring and then pickled herring. And I know you're like, wait, what? Which is it? It's both. It's both. And my voice is a little gravelly because, again... Our friends from the uh, north, or actually north and south here in uh, Detroit, uh, are kind of uh, smoke cleansing us with their wildfire smoke. And I send my deepest uh, concerns and sympathies for people affected by those wildfires. But again, it's giving me the gravel voice. So, you know, if that's the worst that can happen, then, you know, I'm, I'm blessed and and faithfully appreciative and thankful but it, it does give me the gravel voice so I apologize if it's a little bit difficult to listen to this episode because of that but you've been with me through so many episodes right and you've heard my voice in all kinds of ways so it should be fine but in brat herring uh they fry it then they pickle it and it's it's really um it's supposed to be really good and I'm gonna try it and we'll let you know how it goes but first let's talk about herring For those of you who live in Michigan, you may be wondering why we eat herring, and isn't herring just from far away? No, it's not, and I'm going to tell you what kind of herring we have here. We have Cisco. Okay, so let's clear some things up. When I'm talking about the Cisco herring here at the Great Lakes, I am aware that there are no herring, no Cisco herring in Lake Erie. I, I know they're not there. I understand they're not there anymore. 
they haven't been there since I was in my teenage years, which back in the ancient times of the 80s, because I am Gen X. However, we do still have them in the upper uh, Great Lakes. They're not as plentiful in any way as they used to be, but we do have native herring here, so please don't think that eating this food is something that's new to us. We've been eating herring here for centuries, but we often don't eat the herring that's here. Usually it's herring from somewhere else. So again, I am aware that if you are looking in Lake Erie, you're not going to find herring, but I just want to clear up that there is herring in the Upper Great Lakes and you can catch herring. I also grew up eating herring. I grew up eating smoked chub and pickled herring. The herring that I grew up eating was from Seafair Foods, now known as Ma Cohen's here in Detroit, Michigan. And if you have a chance to, I would highly recommend you check out their food. They are wonderful. No, I'm not sponsored by them, but my mom who raised me, my guardian mom, she worked there and for most of her life and retired from there. So I would highly and strongly uh, recommend their food. I grew up on it. It's one of my most beloved memories. Sometimes I actually get some just to have that, that taste. It just, it brings back things like tears to my eyes. Remembering being little and going up to the plant and sneaking in with my mom. Well, I wasn't sneaking, but you know how it is when you're at the your mom's workplace. You're not really supposed to be there. The boss is fine with it, but you know, you have to be careful that people don't, you know, think you're child labor or anything. I was just there during babysitting overlap. So that was, um, that was an interesting experience. I got to see huge vats of fish. And I mean, vats the size of maybe a small bedroom, like huge vats of fish. And um, I got to see the, uh, the conveyor line. I, I used to talk to them all the time. I got to see the smoke room. It was just, my childhood was really enriched by the whole thing. And that's why I have a love of herring, especially if it's pickled herring in uh, wine. The pickled herring and the cream sauce, not so much for me, but that's a personal thing. Um, I just, I like it in the, the wine sauce, but there are two different flavors, or several different flavors actually. You have to find the one you like. So if that's your thing, I highly uh, recommend them that you try it out. Now for some of you, you may have difficulty finding herring other than it already being pickled. Or, you know, a fishmonger may not have the herring you want, or you can only find salted herring, which, you know, you can use this. You can use salted herring. But don't despair because if you have specialty shops, ethnic shops, you, sh you have a stronger chance of finding the herring that you want for this recipe. In fact, you can often find it in Polish grocery stores or Slavic grocery stores because they have a lot of people who love herring. It's like you kind of want to go to the different concentration areas of the people who eat that particular kind of food to find it. Everybody eats herring here, but again, you, you are more likely to find it where people are still more inclined to make a lot of things from scratch. Another place you can find it is here in Michigan, our Michigan Jewish communities, usually third and fourth generation, because again, they are still cooking from scratch. They have 
a lot of people who still make these old recipes. And just because it's an old recipe, it doesn't mean that it's out of date. It's, just, it's still beloved from what I hear in Germany, and I know that people like it here. So that might be helpful to you if you're going to make this recipe. So before we get into the ins and outs and start taking and putting our knives in and taking the insides out of our herring, um, I wanted to talk about a little bit of the history of fat herring because it was something eaten by Prussian royalty. So we're talking about we're going to eat like kings here, like queens, like royals. That's pretty cool, you know? Royal! I'm not gonna sing any more than that because you know what? I'm not paying anybody royalties. You're not copyright striking me. No, no. That was less than eight seconds. Alright, Lord. Okay, so here's the thing. This is a very old dish. I mean, they trace it back to the 18th century. So this is, this is not something that is brand new. And I also found out in doing research on this dish that you don't just have to use herring. You could use mackerel too. It'll change the flavor profile too. Also in today's recipe, we're using some uh, salt, pepper, and juniper berries and some bay leaves, But and, and we're frying it first, but it wasn't always fried in the beginning with all those spices. It was just kinda, you know, kinda plain. So we have all kinds of spices available to us now. So we can change it up a little bit. All right, let's get back to the episode. I just thought you'd want to know a little bit more about the history of it. So the recipe that I am definitely going to be using for myself, I found online. And it's wonderful. I'm going to give full credit to the person who shared this recipe. So I want you to make sure that, you know, you send out some love uh, to them. If you put them in your recipe book or your file, definitely uh, give this person the credit. So for the recipe, you're going to need eight herring, okay, and three onions. And you can tell that they are not using the imperial system of measurement <clears throat> because they also want you to have salt and pepper, but then they have you have 100 grams of flour, 700 milliliters of water, 700 milliliters of wine, vinegar, make sure it's wine vinegar, not wine, a tablespoon of juniper berries, four bay leaves, a teaspoon of peppercorns, and you and I both know that we've talked about this. If you want to perk any recipes up, you can also use grains of paradise or a guinea pepper. Um, in addition to this, a tablespoon of mustard seeds, and now this is important, four tablespoons of sugar. I don't think you need to worry about it being vegan sugar. We're, we're, we're past that point when we're doing herring, okay? You're also going to need six tablespoons of oil and one teaspoon of salt. I know that's a lot, right? Um, I am thinking I'm probably going to include the recipe in the description of this episode, so watch for it. I forgot one part. You also have to have a tablespoon of mustard seed. I don't know how I could have forgotten that part. 
Now the directions that are given are pretty straightforward. You're gonna cut off their little heads like, cut it right off. Guillotine, guillotine! Okay, all right, you know what? I had a moment. I was remembering A Tale of Two Cities, that movie, that old one, where the lady was running around going, guillotine, guillotine, and knitting and laughing, and you don't care. Okay, I'm just, I just wanted to share that with you. All right, all right, back to the show. Okay, so you need to uh, cut all their heads off. Listen, you can save those heads for a really good fish soup, by the way. I just I wanted to point that out. I wanted to point that out. And then you're going to clean the herring. You know, take on little bits out that you really don't want to be there. Hello. So clean your herring, okay? And once you've taken care of that, you're going to cut all those onions up into rings. These onions are small onions. You don't need these gigantic Spanish onions. Just your reasonable bulb onions. I mean, my mom, I know they used to use Spanish onions, but for what you're doing here, you don't need these giant, huge, ginormous onions. Just woo, take it down a thousand. Take it down a thousand. Okay, so after that, again, pretty straightforward instructions. You're gonna season the herring with salt and pepper very well, roll it in flour, and fry them in the oil. I mean, that's pretty straightforward. This is not something that's super difficult, but there's something else about this. And that is that you do not want the fish to get cold. You wanna keep the fish warm during this part. So put it in like a nice little bowl, and you really do need a bowl for this next part, not a plate. It must be a bowl, preferably with high sides, okay? Because this is the important part. Now, for this particular recipe, they will have you, in, in his recipe, he's going to have you um, put the onions in and boil the vinegar and the spices separately, but in other recipes, they have you boil everything, all the rest of the ingredients together, the juniper berries, whatnot, with the vinegar and everything, and you boil that all together. And then after you boil everything together, you're going to pour it over the fish. He saves the onions for last. Every, you know, a lot more, more people boil it together. But the gist of it is, is that once this has been boiling for five minutes, after that, you're going to pour it over your fish and they are going to be under that. Let it drop down to room temperature, and then you can serve it then, of course, um, but that wouldn't be the best. You want this to actually marinate for a while. And, and for this, there's a thing you have to observe. You don't want to eat this hot. You don't. You just don't. Now, I want to clarify that when I'm saying you don't want to eat it hot, I'm saying you don't want to eat it hot while it's doing this first part of the marinade, when you first do it. I'm not going to tell you how to eat it. It's up to you. I generally do not heat up pickled things. Maybe that's your thing. I'm not going to tell you there's a right way or wrong way, but I can share the traditional way. So please, if you want to eat this like it's meant to be eaten, do not heat it up when you get ready to eat it. It's, it's pickled. It's like eating dill pickles, but you know, it should be cold or at least room temperature. So again, this is going to need three to four days to actually marinate so that the fish absorbs 
all that pickle flavor, okay? Also, very important, do not forget those bay leaves. Those four bay leaves are important. That is important for the flavor. It's, it's important for the way that it's going to react with everything else in your body. So please do that. Also, um, you don't have to eat it by itself. Uh, once you take it out, you get ready to eat it. Usually you'll eat it with some bread, preferably a dark bread. It's up to you. I'm not the boss of you. Um, you know, somebody to tell you how to eat your food. Hey, that sounds fishy to me. You get it? Fishy? We're talking about fish? You get it? That's a mom joke. Yeah, you got one. You got a good mom joke in there, right? I know that was a good one, right? You're groaning. Come on, that was funny. Fine. But yeah, you can definitely eat a uh, darker bread with it. Uh, maybe some butter. There are other things you can serve with it. It doesn't just have to be that. You could even make it into a sandwich if you wished. But um, I do hear that the better way to eat it is with uh, fried potatoes and bacon, according to another commenter, and a cucumber salad. So it's up to you. I've also seen someone else say an alfalfa salad. I mean, I'm not the boss of you. You eat what you want. I find it so ironic that I got married to someone who is Polish with just a little German in them and I grew up eating food that would be, you know, because my bio mom, she grew up speaking Polish, believe it or not, in Detroit. Um, she knew English, Polish, and I believe some Sicilian. So uh, we are, uh, Detroit is a wonderful place. You've got to come. You've just got to come. But we just... I grew up eating all of these different foods and now I'm married to someone who loves herring. And I'm definitely going to be making this. I find it just fascinating the way that life has roads that lead us from place to place until we find our new place, our new homes, only to find that that piece of home that's inside us corresponds with someone else in this big, wide world, right? I mean, it's just... It's, you know, I know I'm getting kind of weird with this, but it just, it's fascinating the way that the divine has put things in order so that we find that person who is our person. And then we find out there are things that we like that you never think that you both like. It's just, it just fascinates me. And I just like to share these kinds of uh, culinary adventures with my friends and we're friends, right? I would like to hope that we are friends, and I hope you'll try this recipe. It sounds delicious. I'm definitely going to try it, but just in case, I'm also going to have a, a jar of pickled herring on the side as well, because I think I think I want to hedge my bets, because just because some people like something, not everybody's going to like it, and that's okay. Um, I definitely am going to serve some beets with this, though. It seems like it needs some pickled or baked beets, so that's what's going to happen. That's definitely going to happen. Mm-hmm. And maybe some tabbouleh. It would be good, too. Okay, you know what? I'm all over the place. I think this is a good place to end, to end the episode, and um, I want to invite you to come back uh, for the next episode because we're going to continue to try new things. I think next episode is going to be a plant episode, so get ready. All right, now I will see you here next time on my magical cottage core life. <laughs>